The views and opinions expressed during this program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cox Media Group, Ohio. This hour is sponsored by Russell Total Wealth and Wellness. I'm Storm Center 7 meteorologist Kirsty Zantini. We're watching the radar right now. If weather breaks, we break in immediately. You're on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. And I'm Dayton's consumer warrior, Clark Howard. You're listening to an Ask the Expert Weekend. Welcome to Russell Total Wealth Radio. I'm Rob Russell. And I'm Curve Miller. From Russell Total Wealth and Wellness. Uh, We know that you're probably concerned about the upcoming presidential election. Who isn't, right? And more specifically, how it may impact your investments and your retirement. So do yourself a favor. Put today's show at the very top of your priority list because Curve and I are going to rank the best and worst presidents for the stock market Don't miss out, and you're going to only find it here on Russell Total Wealth Radio. Yeah, you know, I think the 2020 presidential election is on everybody's mind right now, especially when it comes to how it may impact your retirement and your investments. And that's why we're discussing it exclusively on today's show. Now, we're going to share with you what you can expect this year and what has happened in the past elections. There's no better way to spend your time than spending the next hour with us. Your money and your retirement deserves it. Stay with us as we share the best and worst presidents for the stock market. That's right. Before we dive in, let's first talk about this week's health tip because you need your health to enjoy what you've saved all these years. Researchers from the Harvard School of Public Health conducted a massive study of patients and healthy living and their longevity. Um, What they did is they came up with five keys to living a longer, healthier life. And some of these are no-brainers, but uh, the the results were staggering. Uh, The first key was, of course, to have a a healthy diet, um, uh, eating things like vegetables, fruits, nuts, whole grains, healthy fats, and omega-3 fatty acids. Uh, The second key, of course, is having uh, physical activity every day, 30 minutes a day. The third key is maintaining a healthy body weight, um, that was defined as a normal body mass index, somewhere between 18 and a half and 20, we'll call it 25. The fourth one is, of course, smoking or lack thereof. And fifth, moderate alcohol intake. So generally, um, what they found is uh, for adults, one drink per day, one to two drinks is a healthier, healthy amount, a moderate amount in order to not um, shorten your life expectancy. As it turns out, healthy habits make a huge difference. Uh, people in the study who met all five of these keys to longevity lived a lot longer. On average, 14 years longer for women and 12 years longer for men. So, wow. you know, if you're wanting, if you've done a great job saving all your life, you know, and you've made a lot of good financial decisions, well, don't forget that there's two sides of the coin. The other side of the coin is making sure that you're here to enjoy all that. And Hmm. if you want to live an extra 12 to 14 years, just follow those five keys. Yeah, that's great advice, Rob. I mean, what good is the wealth if you don't have your health? And so everything in moderation, of course, but I think those are some really, really good tips that you can you know, implement today. Now, if you're just joining us, you've tuned in at the perfect time because today we're sharing with you the best and worst presidents for the stock market. Now, obviously, this is an election year. You know, it's 2020. It's a big election year. Investors are feeling a little edgy. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Coronavirus. And, and, then, and you've the, got the circus of the presidential election. Yes. Yeah. And, and I think the coronavirus is just a bonus. You know, it's just, right. wow. You know, it's it's unfortunate that 
you know, it's the markets are as uh, sensitive as they are, but I think the markets were looking for some kind of an excuse to take some of the pressure off anyways. Now, investors have shifted their money into more conservative investments recently, and this is a sign that they're having reservations about how the U.S. presidential election could affect their retirement plans, according to a new survey. <clears throat> the upcoming election and lingering concerns of possible recession were among the top issues posing risks to their investments. And they said that according to the study, nearly half of those surveyed believe that the party that wins the election will have an impact on the retirement strategy. Interesting. So, you know, is that rooted in any, any kind of basis or is this just feeling? Well, I mean, you got, you got potential tax changes. If, um, if Trump does not get reelected, obviously uh, the tax code is going to be reverted. You, I mean, that's what they're campaigning on, right? Mm -hmm. Is higher taxes, higher taxes, higher taxes on the Democratic side. Um, so that's a huge, huge hit to a small business owners, mid-sized business owners in the United States and taxpayers, right? Mm -hmm. Now, of this survey they did, despite last year's strong stock market rally, and I think there's a reason for this, mm -hmm. nearly half of the respondents in the survey have either shifted to more conservative investments, 21%, or they plan to make that shift okay. over the next 12 months. Yes. So that's, you know, nearly half of the people who respond and say, look, we are aware, we are eyes wide open the fact that there are, the markets are very high. They've been on a historic run. And we know that there's, the markets are looking for an excuse in the 24-hour news cycle to take some of that pressure off the top. And I think specifically what we're seeing with the coronavirus, while that could very well impact businesses around the world because of lack of production or sales go down and things like that, that's what the markets are really kind of sensitive about. Mm -hmm. On top of that, you've got the what, what's going to happen with the election. Right. And so what we're hearing from this survey is that if you're nearing or in retirement, half of your peers are saying, look, I might want to recheck my strategy. This whole buy, hold, and pray, the markets just keep going up thing, right. may not work out in my best interest. Well, especially if you need income in retirement. Oh, it, yeah. One way to make sure you're doing the right thing with your money is to know if it's actually on the right track. And we find that phrase over and over again. People come in to meet with us here at Russell Total Wealth and Wellness. They, they ask, I just want to make sure I'm doing the right things. Am I on the right track? And do you know if your investment strategy has you on the right track to fund your retirement? Listen, you can't get a second opinion from the guy who gave you the first opinion. Get a second opinion during your on-track retirement review with our team and make sure you're doing the right thing with your money. It's easy, it's painless, it's complimentary, and we do all the heavy lifting. Our team will look at your, your tax situation, we'll look at your investment planning, we'll look at your goals and dreams for retirement and making sure that all those things are aligned and they're heading in the right direction. That's what we call our on-track retirement review. Get your on-track retirement review now. Call our team, 937-320-4733. It's 320-4733. Don't go it alone. Remove the gray area. Make sure you are on the right track to live the best years of your life. Get your on-track retirement review with our team at Russell Total Wealth and Wellness, 320-4733. Great advice, Rob. And on today's episode, we're sharing with you the best and worst presidents for the stock market. And sometimes looking back in history can tell us a lot about the future. Politics aside, who do you think were some of the worst presidents according to the stock market? <laughs> so, Mount, Mount, let's, so let's back up here. Mount Rushmore features massive 60-foot-tall busts of celebrated presidents George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, Abe Lincoln, and Teddy Roosevelt, each chosen for their respective roles in 
preserving or expanding the republic. Mm-hmm. But what if you were to make a route Mount Rushmore for presidents based on stock market performance? None of these men would make the cut. Is that and, there, something? and there's really no stock market to speak of during the Washington, Jefferson, Lincoln administrations. And Teddy Roosevelt ranks as one of the worst performing presidents of the past 130 years, at least as far as Wall Street's concerned. So, but there's a few other presidents. Herbert <clears throat> Hoover is one that comes to mind here. He was president from March 4th, 1929 to March 4th, 1933. Average market performance when he was president was negative 30.8% per year. So someone has to come in last place. (laughs) And that particular shame belongs to Herbert Hoover. Wow. He occupies the bottom rung with a truly abysmal 77% cumulative loss and a 30.8% annualized compound loss. If in case you need a history refresher, the dates I mentioned he was president, he took office just months before the 1929 crash that ushered the worst bear market in history. Talk about timing. It's rotten luck. <laughs> it's right. absolutely rotten luck. But uh-huh. you don't feel so sorry for Hoover. He played his part uh-huh. in bringing about this whole mess. Okay. More than a thousand economists signed a letter warning him not to sign the Smoot-Hawley Tariff Act into law, but he did it anyways. Huh. This helped turn what might have been a garden variety recession into the Great Depression. So that's on you, Hoover. Well, I consider myself a history buff. I did not know that little piece of, of history. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, somebody's got to come in last place. This one happened to Hoover. Now, George W. Bush. Okay. He was president from January 20th, 01, and he had eight-year term. He actually had negative 5.6% per year performance. Talk about timing there, too. Yeah. 01. It, exactly. Right? He's mm-hmm. second to last place. Um, and, you know, he basically had the misfortune of taking office just as the dot-com boom of the 90s went bust and shortly before the terrorist attack of 2001. So that's, uh, again, timing was not on his side. I like W. Yeah, I did too. Yeah. I, yeah, he's we, a one, I thought he was a wonderful president. We got to see him speak at the, the Reagan Library in D.C. when we raised money for the USO. And uh, my wife sat next to, to Laura Bush. And I just, I don't know, it was... It, it was an incredible experience just seeing him talk about kind of the inside, mm-hmm. uh, you know, inside story of what went on when he was president. Um, just fascinating. Stuff. Well, a lot of things that he was very convicted about that he didn't want to do, but he felt like for the greater good, he had no choice. Right. I mean, and, and it, that takes a lot of humility and a lot of selflessness and a lot of soul searching to figure out what is right. And he admitted when he made mistakes, too, during during his talk. Right. Um, so. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, another one is Grover Cleveland, and he's the bronze medal loser. Okay. So he got third <laughs> place as far as loss. And uh, you have to go all the way back to the late 1800s um, and the second presidency of Grover Cleveland. Many, uh, most of the poor performing presidents have had their share of mistakes to help contribute to the lousy market returns. Cleveland, on the other hand, was just straight up unlucky. Okay. By any historical account, he was a responsible president who ran an honest and fiscally sound administration that believed in free trade and sound money. Okay. He was respected by his voters and peers. But then the panic of 1893 hit the banking system and led to a deep depression. The fallout was so bad, it actually led to a grassroots revolt and total realignment of the Democratic Party. Hmm. After, after Cleveland fell from grace, the, the mantle of leadership eventually shifted to Teddy Roosevelt, Woodrow Wilson, William, Bryan, uh, William Jennings Bryan, and what is known as the Progressive Area. That, among other things, gave us the Federal Reserve. Wow. What were the years that he was president, Kurt? He was president from March 4th, 1893 okay. to March 4th, 1897. Interesting. I, th- I think this is important, too, just to, because we're, we're ushering a new era, another presidential election, and to try to get a, a grasp of how has the market reacted to past presidents and their policies. I think it's really important. Um, you know, listen, if, if you have your health 
the next most important thing is how you manage your wealth. Are your investments on track to help you maximize your money and your fun in retirement? Are you sure? That's what your money is for, isn't it? To support your lifestyle so you never have to go back to work again? Find out if you're withdrawing your money from your retirement savings the best and most tax-efficient way through our exclusive on-track retirement review. We review your investment plan, your tax planning, and making sure everything's coordinated and on the right track for you. Give our team a call, 320-4733, Now, on today's show, we're sharing with you the best and worst presence for the stock market. And coming up here on Russell Total Wealth Radio, it'll be time for our popular They Say segment, where we'll find out if Bill Clinton was good for the stock market. And <laughs> later in the show, <clears throat> we know the moment President Trump was elected, the market has been in a Trump bump. But do you know by how much? And do you know who the top president in stock market history has been. Your answers are coming up here on Russell Total Wealth Radio. Stay with us. It pays you to keep it tuned right here. I'm Curve Miller. I'm Rob Russell. You're listening to us on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO Dayton's News and Talk. It's our Ask the Experts weekend on the Miami Valley Radio Station with breaking news, weather and traffic, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO Dayton's News and Talk. It's an Ask the Experts weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news weather and traffic station, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's news and talk. Welcome back to Russell Total Wealth Radio. I'm Rob Russell. And I'm Curve Miller. Our goal is to help you make sure that you can live the kind of retirement you've always dreamed of and not fall short. The financial and investing world, though, is stacked against you sometimes, or so it feels, because it could be so complex so much so that sometimes people tend to freeze and they don't take the right action to live their best life. It's such a shame. The good news is it doesn't have to be that way. We believe the only solution for this is information and education. That's why today we're sharing the best and worst presidents for the stock market. Our timing couldn't be better with all the coronavirus volatility and the circus of the upcoming presidential election. This time, is the right time to talk uh, through this and what you should be doing with your investments this year and beyond. Now it's time for one of our fan favorite parts of the show, our They Say segment, where we debunk the common myths, the half-truths, and sometimes bad advice that they say. So here's one. As we're talking through the best and worst presidents according to the stock market, they say that Bill Clinton, amid all of his scandalous behavior, of course, he was a good president according to the stock market. Curve, is this right? What does history say, and how does he measure up against other presidents? Actually, if we ignore some of Clinton's character flaws, the stock market, which turned into a dot-com bubble, <clears throat> later did extremely well during his presidency. Mm -hmm. uh, so much so that he did about 15.2% per year. So he gets the number two spot. Wow. Um, <clears throat> who, he presided over one of the largest booms in American history in the 90s. Okay. That was the dot-com boom. Mm -hmm. And this was lucky timing, of course, but to his credit, Clinton was considered one of the more business-friendly presidents by modern standards, particularly during the final six years of his presidency. Importantly, he was smart enough to embrace the technology revolution rather than stifle it. The 1990s were an exciting time. With communism, dis uh, communism discredited after the fall of the USSR, the United States emerged as the, as the world's only economic and political superpower. The emergence of the internet and a new breed of technology companies created a surge in prosperity and fundamentally reshaped the economy. 
So the S&P did pretty good. It was up 210% during his eight years, works out to about a 15% annualized return. So was it really him or was it just kind of in the fact that we were in a new a new cycle in our country? Yeah. And and obviously some big Innovation. help in, in you know, communism and all that ridiculousness over in, in Europe and in the former Soviet um, Union. Um, and now yeah. some people want that here in America. I can't believe right? it. The Bernie Sanders crowd wants communist-esque type of leadership and, you know, centralized government. Yeah, I don't understand. Uh, the nanny state. And I just don't get, that just blows my mind. I do not understand that mentality. That's not what this country was founded on. And right. Definitely not something I ever want to be well, part of. Well, we talk about history, right? And it's, and in, in, in our world, you know, history is not indicative of future performance, right? It's, it's, it's what we have to say. Past performance doesn't mean that that's what's going to happen next. But right. here's the deal. If you don't really understand what socialism and communism is, right. go back and read history. Or go visit a country. Yes. Go, go hang out in Cuba. And go, ask, and go ask <laughs> some of the people who were there, citizens right. in that country during that time, and, and ask them, what would you rather have? Oh, I've talked to those people. I've met people in Russia, St. Petersburg and Moscow. I've talked to people in the Czech Republic that grew up during those regimes, and mm-hmm. they want nothing to do with it. Right. You know, it's it's so sad. You know, we're talking about the the best and worst presidents for the stock market on today's show. If your retirement is your proper your priority, it only happens when you have a retirement income plan to get you there. So through our exclusive on track retirement view, we can assist you in maximizing your retirement income, including how to safely withdraw money from your investments. All it takes is a simple phone call to us right now. Russell Total Wealth and Wellness, 320-4733 for your complimentary on-track retirement review. Now, coming up here on Russell Total Wealth Radio, we know the moment President Trump was elected, the market has been in a Trump bump. But do you know by how much? And do you know who the top president in stock market history has been? The answers are coming up. It always pays you to keep it tuned right here to Russell Total Wealth Radio. We'll be right back. I'm Curve Miller. I'm Rob Russell. And you're listening to us on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO Dayton's News and Talk. The Miami Valley's only radio station for 24-hour breaking news, weather and traffic, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. The Miami Valley's only radio station for 24-hour breaking news, weather and traffic, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Welcome back. I'm Rob Russell. And I'm Curve Miller. From Russell Total Wealth and Wellness. And you've tuned into likely the most important show when it comes to your retirement and your financial independence. And that, my friend, is Russell Total Wealth Radio. The financial and investing world can be so complex, so intimidating, that it keeps some people from not taking action to help get them closer to living the best life possible. Listen. Everyone wants to make sure their money's working hard for them. It's just that sometimes you don't know what action to take or what to do. If there's one thing we know, it's that people, they just want to be heard. And they want a plan, a common sense plan that makes sense. Does that sound familiar? Well, that's what we do for our clients at Russell Total Wealth and Wellness. We help people like you build a plan with the goal of providing you with the freedom to enjoy the best years of your life without the worry of running out of money and doing so tax efficiently. Well, we talk about um, this type of approach, how we build your fiscal house in retirement to weather any economic storm. Um, we talk about these at our live events, what we call Russell Total Wealth Live. We have two coming up. I suggest you do not miss out. We always get terrific feedback, and we always have a wait list. 
Uh, we never have enough room, which is why we continue to have these events. As long as you want them and, and you keep wanting to come, we're going to keep holding these events for you. Uh, we have two coming up, March 10th and March 12th. We're going to hold these at Cooper's Hawk. Um, seating is free, March 10th, March 12th. For more information and to reserve your seat, call 500-5135. That's 937 500 5135 for the next Russell Total Wealth Live, March 10th or March 12th at Cooper's Hawk there near Costco. Yep. And uh, on today's show, we're sharing with you the best and worst presidents for the stock market. And I think the 2020 presidential election is on everybody's mind right now, especially oh, when sure. it comes to how it may impact your retirement investments. Yep. So you got the election. What else do we have? We have coronavirus. So <laughs> it's a lot know, going on right now. There's so, a lot to talk about. Exactly. So a potentially tumultuous presidential election campaign promises to add some extra drama <laughs> to an already drama-filled market. And you know, although if history is any guide, investors can cast aside some worries. Now the stock market typically rises in an election year. Yes. No matter which party claims the presidency. Mm -hmm. So overall, the S&P 500 has made gains of 70 in 78% of election years, and the average gain is around 6%. That's right. No That's matter what I've studied. Which yep. party holds mm -hmm. office and this goes since goes back to World War II. Mm -hmm. Now this year, Republican Donald Trump is seeking a second term and the S&P, you know, it has gained since there about 6.6 on average since 1945 when a first-term Republican is running for re-election. Mm -hmm. That's the key. The other thing too is what we've studied is Yes, on average, the market returns 6% um, in election year. But to get to that 6% 6 average, there's a lot more volatility, a lot more risk. In order to earn that 6%, you, you're taking a lot more risk than you would normally uh, mm -hmm. in a normal stock market year. Right, because it's kind of on edge because the markets are trying to gauge uh, what's going to happen. Yes. And the one thing the markets hate more than anything else is uncertainty. Right. <laughs> we said this last show, the only certainty is the fact that 2020 is going to be uncertain. That's right. Yes. And so when you have an election year, while historically it should be a positive year, there's always going to be those wild cards such as Iran, such as the coronavirus mm -hmm. and its effect on basically the global markets. That's what's really kind of got the markets spooked at the moment is that they're trying to bake in if these companies have to basically cut their revenue forecasts for 2020 saying, ah, it's going to be a wash year compared to last year's because right. people aren't leaving their houses. They're scared of contracting this virus, whatever may happen. You know, when these companies do that and their earnings come in and they're below what they thought, the markets don't like that at all. Right. Yeah. Any the travel related, consumer related on uh, multinational related companies that have exposure to China. That's why Apple's had such a tough time and some of the other companies um, because of their potential exposure, at least in the short term, how it's going to hurt their earnings in a quarter or over two quarters. Mm -hmm. To me, it's really short lived. Um, it's, but it, you had to be very careful. It can be like investing in the market right now could be like, you know, catching a falling knife mm -hmm. because just because it's, it's down to date, year to date already, um, doesn't mean you should be buying in whole hog. I think you need to have a prudent investment strategy uh, that helps you sleep well at night, regardless of whatever headlines are occurring right now. You know that we we talked earlier about a study that was published in USA Today that uh, that surveyed retirees, and roughly half of them said they're either um, being more conservative right now with their investments, or they're going to in the next twelve months. Um, and so. To me, it's what are the, what's the herd doing? The herd drives the market, mm -hmm. right? It's the herd mentality, and you know how do you 
prosper and protect, even though the herd's doing, you know, going to more conservative, giving, getting out of the market. That's the key. Well, who comprises the herd? I mean, it's that's the other thing, too, is the understanding that the herd is largely driven by people who are baby boomers. Right. And people exactly. who have worked their whole lives to get to this point. They're either A, in retirement, right. or B, getting really close to retirement. Sure. And they say, look, I've worked my entire life for this money. And the markets have been very good to me over the last 11 years. And the risk, is, the risk isn't worth the reward. And if the herd starts, to your point, getting a bit more conservative and saying, look, this year could be dicey. We don't know exactly how it's going to go. We have, we have a guy running for re-election who is very polarizing. Mm-hmm. He's very, very, very... Well, both sides are polarizing spoke- right now. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Right. And then, of course, you got the yahoos on the left who basically are running on a socialist platform. Right. It's crazy to me that it's, it's either one or the other. Right. And, and the markets are trying to get ahead of that. Now, here's one thing. Since 1928, the S&P <clears throat> 500, if it's in the green before the vote... Mm-hmm. Three months prior to the election. Okay. So the S&P, three months before the election, if it's in the green, if it's up, basically it's meant a win for the party holding the presidency. And a slumping index three months prior to the election has meant a loss. And that is held true in 20 of the last 23 presidential elections, including five the century. Hmm. So that's something to consider is that while the markets are down now, we've still got time before the election. So we'll see what happens. I think, you know, is if we can get a really good handle on this virus and, and, and the markets kind of calm down, you know, and we get back to the fundamentals, I think the U.S. economy is strong fundamentally. Right. You know, right. it's a, this is I agree. an excuse. Yeah. I, I think it's a temporary thing. And, and without I have zero doubt that Trump's going to be reelected. I believe, and history is on my side, that the incumbent has far greater odds. And if you look at who he's running against, um, I think it's pretty obvious, mm-hmm. you know, how this is all going to shake out uh, here and later this year. Um, to me, you need to have an investment strategy that it's kind of like taking a road trip. You know, if you're if you're on a, on the road, you're driving down, you know, seventy five. And you're, you, you will glance at your gas gauge as you get closer to getting closer to, to empty. You need to pull over, right? You need to pull over. I think you need an investment strategy that as uh, risk increases, that, that means there's less opportunity to make money in the market. As risk increases, that your portfolio pulls over, right? It, it seeks safety until, you know, the traffic's clear, until you've had time to refuel and get back on the road, and that's how we believe um, we should approach your retirement. We invest your money so you're protected during those really crazy times like right now when the market is down. We'd rather you, you know, be more comfortable, not be down, you know, 7, 10, 12% like the market is. The key is to make sure you don't run out. It's the number one fear, according to a recent survey. It's not death. It's not public speaking. It's run out of money in retirement. And you can't have a hope and pray retirement plan. You need a retirement income plan that you can count on. And that's something we help you through that process. We coach you through that uh, as a team of fiduciaries through what we call an on-track retirement review. For more details and and to schedule your on-track retirement review, you can call our team at 320-4733. It's 320-4733 for your complimentary on-track retirement review 
with our team of fiduciary-based advisors at Russell Total Wealth and Wellness. Great advice, Robin. Stop worrying, start feeling great, knowing that you're on the right track. And that's why today we're sharing with you the best and worst presidents uh, for the stock market and to always help you uncover the truth about protecting and growing your money in retirement. Now, we know the moment President Trump was elected, the markets have been in a Trump bump. But do you know by how much? Okay, so he was elected January 20th, 2017, through to the present, and his market performance per year is about 14%. President Donald Trump has reached the 1,000-day mark of his presidency, and the Trump rally places him in the top half of presidents based on market performance with annualized returns thus far of 106 Now, given the already lofty valuations in place when he took office, it's questionable whether the market continued to generate these kinds of returns for the rest of his term. You know, that doubt festered in a very weak fourth quarter 2018, especially mm-hmm. when Jerome Powell said he was going to raise interest rates. Right. And then 10 weeks later, he goes, ah, I was just kidding, and <laughs> backs off. You know, those prices have somewhat rebounded in 2019. Oh, yeah. Yes. And, you know, cyclically adjusted price earnings ratios, where we always kind of look and see how rich the markets are. How right? expensive stocks are. Yeah. That's near 30, making it one of the more expensive markets mm-hmm. uh, in history after the 1990s tech bubble. So for the market to continue generating these returns, valuations would have to surpass the old 1990s high. That's a tall order, but I think if anybody can do it with the right kind of policies, you know, making sure that you uh, understand um, the effect of taxes on, on businesses and individuals, you know, there are ways, I think, to make sure that this can continue. We'll see. I agree. I, I think <clears throat> there's just so much right now, and a lot of it's unpopular to handle. I mean, there's the Social Security Trust Fund, according to the trustees, is going to be exhausted in roughly 14 years. Um, that needs to be tackled, right, in a variety of different ways, and none of them are very popular. So we've got that. Um, we've got, um, you know, tax revenues are relatively lower because of the tax cuts, but there's a, a big push to, to cut further to spur economic growth. Um, and, you know, the, it's it's precarious for any president, but I think it, you'd be hard-pressed to find anybody that would uh, – with all of Trump's um, little idiosyncrasies, his Twitter rants that sometimes you're like, what are you saying? Uh, I think you'd be hard-pressed to find anybody else that has been very pro-America, very pro-small, mid-sized business, and, and we need that, and the market has rewarded that, to your point. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's for sure. Listen, pre- preparing for retirement doesn't have to be confusing with some information, the right information, you can put your retirement on a financial cruise control, which would be so nice. And here's how you do it. You need a retirement income plan, a plan designed to provide you predictable income, regardless of what the economy does or what the next virus is. Call our team for your on-track retirement review and learn how you can build a predictable retirement income plan. 937-320-4733-320-4733. Yeah, it's time for a short water break, but keep it tuned right here because when we come back, we'll share with you who the top president in stock market history has been. The answer is coming up. Remember, it pays you to keep it tuned right here to Russell Total Wealth Radio. I'm Curve Miller. I'm Rob Russell. And you're listening to us on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO Dayton's News and Talk. When the Miami Valley gets hit with breaking news, severe weather, or traffic tie-ups, depend on us for up-to-the-minute information. 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. 
Dayton and Springfield Station for 24-hour news, weather, and traffic. And our Ask the Expert weekends. 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. And we're back. I'm Rob Russell. And I'm Curve Miller. You're listening to Russell Total Wealth Radio. And during today's episode, we've been sharing with you the best and worst presidents for the stock market. Now, do you know who the top president in stock market history has been? Who? Okay. It's actually... Calvin Coolidge. Okay. Okay. So Calvin Coolidge uh, actually had a 26.1% per year performance. And uh, this was right up until the Great Depression. So it was Roaring Twenties then. The Roaring Twenties. And so obviously Roaring Twenties, he's a hero among small government conservatives for his modest hands-off approach to government. Famously said, quote, after all, the chief business of the American people is business. They are profoundly concerned with producing, buying, selling, investing, and prospering in the world. It was true then. It's just as true today. That's right. Man, people don't talk like that anymore. I know. That's sad. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) If you felt like today's show was a help to you, just imagine what we can help you accomplish when we sit down in person and give you advice tailored to you. If you boil it down, our mission at Russell Total Wealth and Wellness is to help you protect your money and help you protect your lifestyle in retirement so you never have to go back to work again and so you can remain financially independent. We believe there are two keys to making this happen. One, design your portfolio to provide lifetime income. And two, manage risk prudently. And most people have no idea actually how much risk they are really taking with their life savings. They're starting to realize now with all the coronavirus losses in the market, mm-hmm. right? They're starting to wake up and smell the coffee. Oh, wait a second. I didn't realize I could lose this much money this fast. If you're feeling like that, we need to talk. We need to talk and do a proper examination, review, analysis of your retirement plan to make sure that when a market crash does come, because all we have right now is a correction, but when a crash comes, when it drops 20, 30, 40, 50%, that your lifestyle is not impacted. And we can do that through your on-track retirement review. Don't wait and start living without that constant worry in the back of your mind. Get your on-track retirement review with our team at Russell Total Wealth and Wellness, 320-4733, 320-4733. Now, that's a wrap for today's show. Coming up next time here on Russell Total Wealth Radio, a recent survey says the number one fear of retirees is running out of money in retirement. Because of this, financial advisors often recommend only withdrawing 4% each year from your investments to avoid running out. We believe this could be very, very dangerous advice. And if you follow it, it is possible to actually run out of money in retirement. And that's why you need to listen in next time, because Curve and I are going to unwrap and uncover the truth behind what is called the 4% rule. If you're planning your retirement, don't end up in regret. Join us for our next episode as we share the 4% rule could ruin your retirement. All right, that does it for today's show. Until next time, I'm Curve Miller. I'm Rob Russell. And you're listening to us on 1290 95.7 WHO, Dayton's News and Talk. The Miami Valley's only radio station for 24-hour breaking news, weather, and traffic. 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. From our downtown Dayton McAfee Heating and Air Studios, WHIO AM Dayton, WHIO FM Pleasant Hill, a Cox Media Group station.